What concert only costs 45 cents? Oh, no, I, I know the answer. Fuck. It's like 50 cent without, without, what is it? What is it? 50 cents featuring Nickelback. Oh, shit. Oh, that's really good. All right, roll intro. This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter and we'll be a little smarter and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Turn us off. Oh, all right. On that note, we're throwing down. Two, one. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Cameron Levine. And I'm Jess King. And we are just going to jump right in because we're what just going to. What else gonna. is there to do? What else is there left to do? We just procrastinated a whole lot. I know. We, we started telling some stories. Um, yeah, we hopped on the call at like 7.45. I know. And now it's 8.45 and we're still, like, we're just starting. Um, no. No, it's a very um COVID. Let's talk about some things going on this weekend. Yeah, a lot of COVID. A lot of COVID. There's a lot of COVID around. I don't know how else to, like say that there's no like um, is because there's not like oh there was a huge thing in college football there's a huge it's everywhere like it's just everywhere we're like we'll just- i got a ton of players on the covid list on my fantasy football team so it's like all over the nfl it's all over college basketball they just started releasing schedules for college basketball and now like they're all I like don't think taking it's gonna the plays, go well. out the window what'd you say i don't think it's gonna like games are supposed to start soon and i don't think that's gonna happen oh that's crazy and something else that's like super crazy i might have brought it up last week i remember reading it is like there's conversations especially like in new york and the northeast where lily and i are you know there's people talking about re-shutting down again and i really don't think that's a terrible idea somebody who makes most of their income right now working in the service industry i think we should just say f it and just shut down but like over across america the golden state warriors are offering to pay up to $30 million to get rapid tests for staff, all personnel, players, coaches, and fans to be at every single home game. Um, ah. I'm sorry, what? Ah. That's such a bad idea. I just, here's the, and this is like, this is a much more like, like we were kind of joking around and stuff, like this is being serious now. Like I completely appreciate the planning on that of like how hypothetically how would we get fans in here but i also just kind of have this thing of like we're not even close to rounding the corner right now so while i think given everything with the bubble and how much planning that took i completely understand and respect the like planning ahead how would we do this but i think it's just like there's bigger fish to fry right now like how about we get cases to a place where they're manageable and that people aren't just getting sick left and right. And then we can maybe think about having fans at basketball games. Um, exactly. Especially, especially after the bubble went so well, I really, honestly, I obviously would hate to see anybody get unnecessarily sick, which has already happened far too much, but I would hate like all of that work that the NBA did to go into this now, like, okay, well, how do we pack the stadiums and it not go well. And it sounds like they are taking like serious precautions in this plan, but testing isn't always 100% accurate and God forbid someone co- test comes back negative and it ends up being positive and now 
50 people have coronavirus. Which is so much more likely to happen with something like rapid tests rather than, you know, Mm -hmm. going through the motions of what agony is in COVID testing. And, you know, you you wait a while for your results, you go home, you quarantine until you get them. And like rapid tests, I just find it so hard to believe that like the way you would go through like metal detectors and people checking your bag before you walk into a stadium. And then it's like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> like well, fever check, yeah. Think- Nose up, swab in. Yeah. Like, I mean, have you seen that video that's like been all over Twitter? Of I don't know where it originally was, but it's like someone's doing like the pat downs at like a football game, and they're not even touching the people. Where they like they like go across oh, your. Oh yeah, arms, they're just like this, and they're not even they're not even touching them. They're like this yeah. is what like, COVID testing is like. Like this is how it's going or whatever. Exactly, because, like, you you know, there's false positives, there's false negatives. And and it's just, I think it's, like, crazy, crazy, crazy important to be honest with ourselves about, like, how stuff like this plays out. Like, when things shut down again, if things shut down again, say we start at basketball, whatever, with fans, and then things have to shut down again. Um, Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we're at a place where things are better. But the people that suffer – aren't the player. I mean, not that they, not that no, everyone is immune from suffering, but it's like the people that suffer the most aren't the players. They're not the owners. They're not the front office. It's the people working in the stands. It's the people checking tickets. It's ushers. It's food stand workers. It's all of those people. It's security. Those are the people that really suffer when shit hits the fan again. And I think there obviously hasn't been enough done to help people out that have helped frontline workers out, help essential workers out um in all of the like how do we get people to stay home well they can't because they have to go to work and if oracle arena is opening back up and you work there and you are working a minimum wage job to pay the bills it's gonna be a tough call for people to decide i am i gonna stay home and like kind of focus on my health or am i gonna focus on my paycheck which is vastly important for people paying rent getting food all that stuff So that's where it's, like, this insanely complicated, like, ethical issue of it all. And that's where it's, like, it kind of is an easy answer for me, and it's an answer people don't want to hear. We shouldn't be playing sports right now. We just shouldn't. And, like, I know that's something people don't want to hear. It's something people want to argue with, and I I hear your arguments. I see them, but it's just I cannot – I will not be able to say, honestly, that any football game, any whatever, like, any matchup, any – blah, 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 is worth a singular human life. It's just not. So if one person gets COVID at a football game, that's too many people. And that's not what's happening. Like there's the whole thing with that wedding in Maine. Seven, one person at the wedding had COVID going into it. Eight, I don't know if like eight people at the wedding got it. It ended up spreading to 177 people and eight people died because of that wedding. Not a singular person that died was at was an attendant at the wedding that is just such case in point how badly this shit spread yeah, like over one night and i mean over one night back to college basketball and stuff there's a lot of teams that are kind of like agreeing with you and they're canceling non-conference games names like that include baylor duke tennessee and oregon like the most popular and i think like when your number one team like baylor or duke start canceling non-conference games a lot of other smaller schools that don't have that much sway in how things go and the the Mm -hmm. status quo I think they'll kind of just fall into line which 
like, I don't want to say you want to see it. Like, that's not kind of, I think, what either of us are saying here. Lily and I just spent a ton of money for an expensive piece of paper and no job to show for it. I honestly, I don't even know where it is. Like, I don't know where I put it. (laughs) Either, which is its own separate conversation of how dysfunctional we are. But again, like, we're not saying that no sports is a great thing. I mean, I think for the time being, like, we know what needs to happen. And I'm not in denial about that either. Like my hours just got cut short because of a 10 PM mandate by Cuomo. And like that stinks. Cause that's how I make my money bartending, but it's also kind of necessary. Like, yeah. And it it's is. just the way that this is all managed, whether it be in sports or broader than that, it's not, it's not about like, it's not at all. And I don't want it to ever come off that it's like blaming people that are going to work because they have to no one should have ever been put in a position where they have to make the decision to prioritize health and safety over income. And right. so many people are things like weddings just honestly just strike me as irresponsible. Um, when there are people that have to choose between their health, like risking their health and income. Um, but that's the whole thing is that it's like, there's absolutely no blaming the victim here of like, Oh, well, like all these people are going to work. Yes, because they have to. And, and it's not their fault. Also like living their lives. It's just, it's something that's like crazy. And you do like at some point have to start proceeding with caution, especially like into the winter. Like mm-hmm. I am sorry to all the people who think that this is slowing down now. Like we, it is going to be winter time. Like sure. Like, you know, how people are always like, oh, summer's over, like back to the grind. Like, no, literally guys, like summer's over. Like get a good fucking- book and fucking hunger down. Exactly. We're kind of lucky as like society to kind of get ahead of the COVID curve, like during summertime, because as like, as science and things like come out, tell us that, you know, germs don't do well, like COVID germs don't do well in the summertime, but they thrive in the winter. And guess what? Like it's winter time, guys. Summer's over, like time to hunker down. It's like, winter time and everything got way worse. Exactly. Um, like, but that's the whole thing. The is right that it's, thing. it's not, I don't, there obviously is some individual responsibility to it, but it's like, it doesn't, a lot of it doesn't come down to the, the fault of the individuals because people are put in the impossible position. And the same thing goes for college sports. Every single person, not every single, a lot of people that hear me say we shouldn't be playing college sports now are like, you want athletes to lose scholarships. Like, dude, stop. You, no, stop. It's so much bigger than that. First of all, that's not what I'm saying. And second of all, if you think that's how it works, you don't get how college sports work. Exactly. Because the thing is, they don't, it's not, they should, they're not going to play. So the school's going to lose money. So they are going to lose their scholarships. Do you have any idea how much money big 10 schools bring in sec schools bring in for football that it's far more than is ever going to be paid to a student in scholarship money. Yeah. It is so much more than that. Do you know how much college presidents make? Do you know how much athletic directors make? That's the part that, and their their salary doesn't change whether like when if sports are shut down or not. And so that's and it it kind of is like mirroring this like well we need a corona relief bill and things like that and we need a stimulus check. It's like the stimulus for the students. They still get their scholarship. They are allowed to opt out of in-person classes, whatever it be, if they have to like work or be with their family or whatever it is. And you're also taking them out of the position of being like, well, I don't want to sit out the season. I also don't want to get COVID. That's again, 
it's a different impossible decision, but it's, it's an impossible decision that you're putting people in the position to make, which is just absolutely absurd because they're children. So many of them are children. They're 18 years old and they're in this thing of like, okay, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make a fuck ton of money for the SEC and maybe risk COVID. And then fucking every kid in the Notre Dame stand is my Instagram game will be strong AF. Like, um, and yeah. And it's just, I mean, I'm going to look it up right now. Like how many college football games got canceled this weekend. So that's the thing. It's like, they're not none. No part of the plan has been, has been seemingly successful, which is why I'm like, why are we still doing this? If it was like the NBA and they're like, Ooh, zero positive cases again and zero positive cases again. I'm like, wow, you guys really pulled this off. I want to be proven wrong. I want everybody to be like, oh, you said we couldn't do it. Here we are. No COVID cases and we're playing college football. That would be fantastic. That's not what's happening here. Yeah, well, I mean, while you looked that up, like just some some things to point out, like you said, is like the, the NBA did it right. It was like the bubble because a lot of our biggest problem right now as a country with COVID is, is travel advisories and the fact that we really, frankly, shouldn't be traveling from state to state, passing our germs, 40 out of 357 Division One programs um, for college basketball have suspended their practicing and getting ready for the season. And I mean, that's like the biggest problem. Like, it's all fine and well if you want to quarantine your program and your student athletes on your campus. Um, but then you take a bus from, let's say, Tennessee, and then you go all the way down to Florida. Uh, Y'all get off, you get some food you get back on a bus with recycled air and then you go back to Tennessee. And like I've said on this podcast a hundred times before, I don't trust a single college student, let alone student athlete to not go out and party when their coaches say otherwise, because Mm -hmm. I've been to college. I have a lot of friends who played college for a very small division one program. I went to college. Don't go out. And they were out. So you know what? Like, I just think that we need to be more realistic about how humans are going to act during a pandemic, especially how kids who are 18 to 22, 23 years old are going to act during a pandemic in college, like in a college town. I think it's just, you need to change your perception. Not everyone's perfect. And just because you say not to do something doesn't mean that people aren't going to. Actually, as humans, we're more inclined to do it now that you said Yeah. So I actually have like a semi, semi warm, maybe hot take on the whole like college students thing. Obviously you're an adult, you're in college, you're over 18, you are legally an adult. You have a certain responsibility to know that when there's a deadly virus going around in the middle of a pandemic to not party, to not go out. And I completely think that that's something that we need to make sure people are doing, or we need to make sure we're teaching young people to be like, hey, let's not think about ourselves. Let's think about other people too, and ourselves, because you don't want to get this either. Um, and we're just not going to party right now. And guess what? If we don't party now, maybe it'll all be fixed, and then we can go back to partying. But I do think that there is also some culpability to the university universities that told these kids it was okay to come back to school because they weren't going to risk losing money to go fully remote. If students are fully remote, they can't party on campus. That's the fact of the matter. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the end all be all solution of it, but you put them in a position where they could make that mistake. And while they are adults and they're legally adults and they're 18, they're in college and they should be cognizant enough to make the right choice. I, I'm sorry, we were both in college. You make stupid decisions. I don't think we ever made stupid decisions I've like that. I've made a hundred stupid decisions. I think ours never really like put other people in danger like that. And However- Let me think about that one for a minute. <laughs> Jess is like, let me get back to you. Um, 
but I think while there is an individual responsibility to it, there's a responsibility for putting them in that situation in the first place of like, you're the adults in the room that are making the decision. You're the real adults in the room making the decisions, make the right one. Money's money's money. You might have a loss this year. And if that's means zero people getting COVID on your campus, I think it's worth it. Yeah, because but that's what, just me. It's like Thanksgiving now and now everyone is getting sent home from school, which is yeah. great. Yeah, let's send everyone back home to their families and their hometowns after partying for half of a semester mm-hmm. and give you get COVID and you get COVID. So I went to Starbucks this morning and I went to a different one than I usually go to because I was going somewhere. And I walked in and there was a ton of people. And I, I walked in and my drink wasn't ready. So I just walked out. I was like, I'm waiting outside. And there were so many people and there were so many young people. So I was a little, I was like, what are, I was like, are they high school kids that just, and I was like, oh my God, they're all the college kids are back. And I was like, I, I freaked out a little bit. I was like, oh no. I was like, I don't. like just actually kind of like super gross. Um, so I did look up the cancellations for this week in college football and it's very confusing. You know, that thing from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I never watched the show, but in a scene where he has like the bulletin board and it's like, oh, every- when Charlie has the board and he's like, yeah, it's the board. It's yeah. like that. So it's like. Vanderbilt's now playing Missouri. So Vanderbilt's home game against Tennessee that was scheduled for Saturday is now posted. It's like all a thing. However, the SEC um, is considering pushing back. Okay. The SEC said that December, December 19th, which is the day of the SEC championship game, is being considered, is possibly being considered for the date of the Arkansas at Missouri and Tennessee at Vanderbilt games. So again, that alone, this level of like logistical planning is just showing us how bad of an idea this was because now we're just doing more traveling and more figuring out and more people are involved. So it's just like, right. And it's like running on a hamster wheel. That's like going to catch up to you. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, that's kind of our, our, our COVID thoughts. Yeah. I want to lighten the vibe a little bit um, and talk about something cool that's happening this weekend. Okay. Um, Give it two to me. really cool things like in the sports world are going on this week. Um, the first one being on the, fr- on Friday, right after Thanksgiving. And that is going to be capital ones, the match, the third match. Um, so if you guys aren't really sure what the match is, it's something that they did and it was Tiger Woods versus, uh, Phil Mickelson, I believe. And then that was the first time. Was and that, then, how many years ago was that? I think it was like three years and they've been doing it like every year. Oh, they, do they um, do it every Friday after Thanksgiving? I, I don't, I don't think so. No, I think they just did it randomly and this is just the way it kind of fell. I like um, golf, but I watched the masters and I watched the open and that's it. And I watched the right relief follow golf all too well besides what i just know as like a person who knows things Mm. um it's just like a regular human so like honestly for me as someone who's not a big golf head like yeah phil and tiger woods like i know them like Mm. i tuned in for a little bit it really didn't have a lot of my attention because i kind of i really just honestly wasn't that interested um but then this year they have well last year they started bringing on some other people so i believe last year Peyton Manning was in the mix with them and Tom Brady. So it was like, Ooh, that was recently. That was the one that was last in year. COVID. No, I mean, it was, it was this year. Was it really? 
So then yes, that was yes. the second. I box. was at my grandparents' house. Yes, it was. I was watching with my dad on the back porch. It's all coming back to me now. Um, so this was 2020. Yep. Okay. So that was the last time that they did it. So yeah, they didn't do it every year. I think the first time that they did it, I remember was like in 2018. So now this time around, they're doing it again, but we have some also super cool names in it. And it's going to be Charles Barkley, um, Phil Mickelson versus Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. Okay. Initial thoughts. I have one. Why are we putting Phil Mickelson on a team with somebody and then it's Steph and Peyton Manning? So like that's that, my thought too. It makes sense if we're doing like, okay, Phil and Barkley and then Steph and Tiger. Like that makes more sense to me because you have a golfer and a basketball player and a golfer and a basketball player. Well, this is why it's super interesting. Steph Curry is like actually like very good at golf to the point where like he was like, oh, basketball okay. or like golf. Like obviously oh. like, he was going with basketball because – it's Steph Curry, but he has such a passion for golf. Like, and a lot of athletes that we see like these days, like, you know, everybody knows space jam, you know, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, they're all just fucking playing golf. I've actually never seen space jam, but that's you're insane. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me that? I know, I know, I know. I've never told you because you love space jam so much. And I never <laughs> Why didn't you just say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, well, you just, like, talk about it all the time. You and know, I, that classic movie in sports. No, I know, I know, I know. And Tunes. I know you love it so much, and you always talk about it, and I always just kind of, like, politely nod. Because I'm you're here. like, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. Um, I, to be fair, I've never seen a lot of movies. Okay, fine. Like, it's only against Space Jam. <laughs> Can't believe I'm you sorry. So – <laughs> a lot of professional athletes really like playing golf regardless of like if they're football players basketball players swimmers or whatever the hell you want to say tennis players Hockey they player. like golf and I think a lot of people think that golf is super like calming and relaxing for them as you guys know Lily and I don't think it's that way but it's oh, super I interesting it's exhausting I like it I really enjoy it's it so I love golf I'm so bad at it though but so it's, like, funny the feel-good part about this aside from the fact of watching Charles Barkley be the butt end of every single joke on Friday afternoon, which is what it's always going to be when you have him in the mix. Um, This is like a champions for change type of thing. So it goes in uh, with a charity play in place um, for historically black colleges and universities. Um, And they want to raise awareness for equality and giving fair opportunities and diversity in sports. So each of them, there's like a way that it works out scoring wise. Um, there's going to be a series of on-course challenges aimed at driving additional funds for um, historically backed colleges, aside from the standard of like what they get from showing the match, which is mm-hmm. going to be on TV, on TNT, on TV. Because the first time around, this is all the drama. First time around, Bleacher Report did a pay-per-view and it like totally oh. got busted up. There were like 700 people waiting um, online trying to get access to something that they paid for like 190 bucks or something and they never really got access to it so now they're doing it on tv so those proceeds obviously a lot of them are going to go to um historically black colleges um and then each of the four players have selected um different colleges and universities to be receipts of their donations um so jackson state is what phil mickelson picked tuskegee is what barkley picked howard university is Steph Curry's, and then Grambling State is what Peyton Manning picked. Um, why? Do you know why they picked these schools? Is that where they went? 
No, so I know. I, I mean, I don't really. I can't really see why it's kind of. Just, but I don't know if that's where like film. Whatever is. really has. They get to pick their own. Um, and Warner Media is donating to a bunch of them, like Morehouse, Howard University, um, Hampton University, Winston Salem. Um, so I think it, they're just kind to trying to like disperse it out as much as possible. And I'm sure that each of the four players in the match pick their own for whatever personal or non-personal reason um but there's actually going to be a series of on-course challenges that i mentioned before just to boost up more funds so for each of these holes there's going to be a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars and up to 2.5 million dollars on selected holes donated if a golfer can make a hole in one so like say you're on this 2.5 million dollar hole steph curry makes a hole in one that's $2.5 million that's going to the fund for these colleges. But also like, if you don't make it, you don't get anything. And these are kind of scattered around. I don't, I believe they're going to do, I don't know how many holes they're doing. It's a little bit like adjusted, but the other interesting aspect to this is the broadcasting crew that's going to be on it and all the social Let's media hype stuff that's like around it. So Bleacher Report is going to be giving live updates, but TNT is doing the broadcast. Some other people that are going to be a part of like the halftime analytics crew, analyst crew, um, Andre Godawa, former oh. teammate of Steph Curry's. And unfortunately for Peyton Manning, his brother Eli Manning is going to be, um, I think, an on-course reporter or maybe a halftime analyst. And okay. that's going to be super interesting. So the thing I really liked about the um, Brady and Manning one that they did was – having like sideline reporters for it like that was really fun because you never see that you rarely if they ever do anything like that see that in golf but like they're driving in the carts and they're like talking to them and I think that was like super that was like super interesting it's obviously for fun so it's different but yeah of course because the whole point of like golf is like silence like you know what I mean but it's like when it's for charity everything's for fun and like you're just gonna love to see like the personalities kind of like bouncing off each other here and I think Uh it'll be great wait I actually can't believe that the Brady (laughs) <laughs> the Brady Elon. Yeah, are you having like trouble with year. that? I can't believe that was this year. Yeah. Oh my god, this year's been so long. I know. But it's also been so short. Like I really feel like yesterday I was still at school. Um I I can't even I don't get it. Um uh, one other thing. So any more so like, anything else to say? The moral of the story is we like weird sports. Like weird sports are fun. I love weird matches. I love athletes playing professional athletes playing sports that they're not pro in. I think that that's always super fun because they're it's like a crossover like when you would watch yeah yeah it's like a crossover event that's so sweet life life of of Hannah Montana yes that's That's what this is like it's uh in this whole weekend of weird like crossover mix-ups sports things right like we have Nate Robinson former NBA NBA player he on Saturday night is going to be the undercard fighting youtuber i don't even know what we call this guy now jake he's a youtuber i think i don't really understand why nate robinson is now fighting i think they have problems like i think nate robinson you think it's like an anger thing have drama and like oh like personal drama like beef i think it is and like because I think that yeah. ever since Jake Paul started boxing, he thought he was like this shit. And like Nate Robinson's like, actually, say less, meet me in a ring, I'm gonna fuck you off. Like, okay, now that's an interesting take. I didn't even think of that because I was just kind of like, why are they? What's the? I just, I guess, why? Especially, especially on such like a 
popular or like influential like match like you know what I mean like who, like yeah it's gonna I guess be like I feel like it's gonna be so low quality it's gonna like make my eyes bleed I don't even I, I I don't even know what to say about it. Like I honestly don't know any. Like I don't know. I just don't know anything about it. Um, but I guess like my thing is just like mm, I don't even know. It's very weird. Like, okay, and so that's you're just why I wanted about... to bring it up because it's like you remember how weird it was when what the discovery. Like remember when the Discovery Channel. Oh, this is Jake Paul's third career boxing match. Yeah, he's done it. He's been doing it. He's he's really into it. Like he committed to like training. Like he got seriously. He's not just like I want to fight. And he had a first round total knockout. That's cool. Who did he fight? I mean, um, he's experienced. Uh, I don't know why I'm asking as if I know who these people are. He fought his brother. Wait, debuting in 2018 as the undercard fight. Oh no, to Logan Paul and KSI's initial bout. He took on. Okay, so. The two brothers, the Paul brothers, fought two other brothers <laughs> in an amateur boxing match, and Jake Paul knocked him out in, in the People first. have too much money, man. <laughs> yeah. People have way too much money. <laughs> and, like, it's just as weird as, like, I don't know if this cut out before when I said it, like, when the Discovery Channel really tried to tell us that <laughs> Michael Phelps was going <laughs> to... Race, race the shark? shark. Yeah. No. So low quality that was. That was I didn't watch it. I've ever seen in my life. So like, okay, I'll. Here's my thing. Like I said earlier in the episode, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Like what when I was saying this, but like I am very comfortable not knowing things. The only thing I know is how much I don't know. Right. I know a lot about a lot of things, and there's stuff I don't know anything about. Boxing is not something I'm super familiar with, so I don't really a get this. B, get how he's, like, rising up kind of so quickly. Um, and I, C, don't know anything about the people he's fighting. Um, I know that he is a, was, is a YouTuber, and he's now pursuing his boxing career. And this brings us to what we were talking about earlier, where it's, like, we love watching athletes in other sports that aren't golf play golf because they're really good sports fans and stuff. So, like, is this the same thing? Is, like, is it, like, oh, you're a YouTuber, now you're going to be a boxer. This is going to be fun. Like, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think he's just totally trying to rebrand. Like, you know, he was, like, Vine's out. I'll never make it on TikTok, so I might as well just start getting my gains up. I miss Vine. Right. Exactly. Um, so, a lot with of, like, that. with all that, a lot of weird, not weird, a lot of unconventional matchups going on in the next couple weeks, which is super fun to watch. It's always great entertainment. Yeah, um, I mean, we have a slew of Thanksgiving Day games going on for football. Um, and the weekend will be filled with even stranger matchups. <laughs> um, so let's talk some tweets of the week. Because tweets of the week. As we know, we're obsessed with Twitter. Obviously. Um, and all I do in my free time is bookmark things that made me laugh. Found one before. Forget about them. Um. Oh, I have a few good. And ones. I, I, oh. I don't really want to do a moment this week because I. I don't either. And I. It's been such an event, uneventful week for me. I agree. Um, so we'll just skip that. We'll do tweets and then. It really it. doesn't even matter at this. Point. Okay. So starting off, I'll go with mine. My tweet of the week was actually sent to me in a DM from my dear friend Megan Roach, um, who knows me very well. 
And the tweet is, it's like a dialogue. My eight-year-old in the car today. Do you want me to throw the confetti in my pocket? Me. No, not in the car. Why do you have confetti in your pocket? Eight-year-old. It's my emergency confetti. I carry it everywhere in case there's good news. And she sent it to me and was like, is Lily actually an eight-year-old? And that, no, I'm not eight. I'm 22, just for the record. Um, But... I love that, and I am going to start carrying around emergency confetti. And you um, could throw it the next time you see me in real exactly. life. Exactly. And now oh, I will share my honorable mention tweet because it just happened upon my bookmark tweets. It's a very quick one. It's someone tweeted, I hate citations. Why can't you just trust me? <laughs> and, like, why are there so many different types of citations? I feel like one, one would suffice. Just one. What? APA is more than enough. Well, it's also weird. So APA yeah, maybe we'll go a little bit more like, like Chicago style. I like Chicago. So APA is what they, what we had to use in college, which was always weird to me because APA is American Psychological Association. I never took a psychology class. So (laughs) I was always confused as to why they were making me cite things in APA. I'm like, this isn't psychology. Like, why? It's like the things that I'm quoting, like, they don't even have, like, page numbers. Like, what are page numbers anymore? This is the 21st century. I had one assignment in college where they were like, you can use whatever method you want or format you want. I don't care. Just pick one. And I picked Chicago and I had never used before. And it was kind of fun. I like Chicago. So, um, tweet of the week, Jessica. Oh, so my tweet of the week. It's so funny. Um, so it's like, nobody, blank, and then tomato slice. Bitch, because I'll slide all the toppings off this sandwich right now. <laughs> it just, I saw that. Deli humor. funny. Like, I don't really like tomatoes that much. Like, when I cut tomatoes, I kind of cringe because I don't like their, like, boogers. Their energy. I don't like no, they're like they're little boogers that are in the middle of like yeah no no I like don't. there's some tomatoes that are so good and like when I go to the deli I'm like okay those tomatoes look good so I'll get one on my sandwich but I'll never like just eat like tomatoes like, like tomato mozzarella not really my favorite thing like okay. honestly so but I I have a love hate relationship with them because I don't like the texture like their sliminess and I'll get them on my sandwich and the first sign of distress in my sandwich, like my lettuce comes off. I'm like, fuck you, tomato. Like you're out of here. Like you kicked my lettuce out. Now you get the boot. Like I'm done with you. (laughs) Um, well, this has been another episode of throwing down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. I'm Jess King. Keep tuning in, like subscribe, whatever I'm supposed to say at the end of this. Um, and and remember, in this episode of all, it's never just sports. We will see you next time. Have a good one. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. It's going to be Thanksgiving tomorrow. Okay, Jess, say one thing you're thankful for. Um, I am. So the other day at Friendsgiving, we were going to go around the table and say everyone was going to say what they're thankful for. And we made such a joke about it. Like, oh, I'm thankful for insert bad joke here. Um, and nobody else wanted to do it. But I was super excited because honestly, like I'm not really a corny person, but I'm very, very thankful um, for mm-hmm. the health and safety of like my family. Cause like, you know, we're all sitting at the table and like, you know, all of my friends are here. They're well, they're doing okay. We are safe mm-hmm. in a crazy time. And I'm very thankful for the people that I've surrounded myself in such a hectic life. Yes, I graduated college. Yes, I don't have a full-time job, but I'm still like super thankful for all the people that I talk to on a daily basis that are in my life. 
That's a really good one. I like that. And I like then when you're like corny about it. No, I think mine's pretty similar to yours. Like I'm very grateful that I'm healthy um, and that my family and friends are healthy and that I have um, family and friends that I am able to keep in touch with despite not being able to like be together. I have people that are like in my life that um, are super good at keeping in touch even when we're very distant. Um, So this has been thrown down once again and happy Thanksgiving. We will see you next time.